Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm Bill Dillon, filling in for C.J. Hunt. On Monday, November 24th, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee considered Supervisor Daly's resolution requiring conditional use authorization for a change in use or reduction in size of any recreational space of 15,000 square feet or more, including indoor or outdoor facilities. I do represent the San Francisco Tennis Club group, and I'd just like to say quickly to commend you for the passing the resolution last year. I arrived in this town at the age of 25 in 1962. The fact that I was able to play tennis in a city that had abundant recreation at that time was helpful in my being able to still walk today at the age of uh, 70 plus years of age. So it's helped me a lot. It helps a lot of the people in that neighborhood in the city and I'd just like to thank you and commend you for your assistance in passing this in the, in the past months. Thanks. The conditional use requirement is limited to a six-month period. The item was referred to the full board. The committee also examined Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance requiring a conditional use permit for formula retail uses in residential, commercial, medium-density, and high-density districts. Formula retail use is government speak for chain store or restaurant. The item was forwarded to the November 25th full board meeting as a committee report where it passed with a 6-4 to four vote. Supervisor Dufty, Ellsburn, Chu, and Alioto Pier opposed the ordinance. Another ordinance from Supervisor McGoldrick was also considered by the committee on Monday. The item would require conditional use authorization for any elimination of existing dwelling units through mergers, conversions, or demolitions of residential units. The item was forwarded to the full Board of Supervisors without recommendation. On Tuesday, November 25th, the full Board of Supervisors weighed in on an ordinance that would transfer the powers and duties of the Taxi Commission to the Municipal Transportation Agency. The flip side of that is maybe by going over to MTA, because it's such a big organization, maybe they'll actually be able to dedicate some resources to get some control over the taxi industry, uh, because I think the taxi industry in this uh, city is, is, is a shambles. And I think that, uh, that uh, I don't know about other cities, but in eight years here, uh, it's very rare that I want to say the word taxi in the ex exclamatory uh, and in the imperative, and I just run when I hear the word taxi anymore, because it's, it's just a messy industry. The ordinance was passed with a unanimous vote. The board also considered an ordinance limiting the use of city funds for the salaries of non-profit executive directors. At first, the item was rejected with an 8-3 to three vote, but the sponsor requested that the vote be rescinded so that the item could be amended. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. You have uh, non-profits, or for that matter, for-profits, that can have uh, budgets of various sizes with remarkably uh, complex missions, whether they're nonprofits that have a annual budget of a million dollars a year or fifteen million dollars a year. Some of them require uh, backgrounds in uh, specific fields. Some of them do not. Um, so, so I, while I certainly appreciate the author's intent, I, I have some fundamental misgivings uh, about the uh, legislation. The board agreed to rescind the vote and the item was amended to only require that city-funded nonprofits report the salaries of their employees to the city. The amended version passed with a close 6-5 to five vote. 
The board also examined an item addressing air quality from Supervisors Amiano and Maxwell. Their resolutions urged the Municipal Transportation Agency and the Department of Public Health to plan truck routes to protect the health of residents and workers in the southeast neighborhoods. The item was approved with a unanimous vote. Also on Tuesday, the full board considered the reappointment of Rick Swig to the San Francisco Redevelopment Agency. Mr. Swig operates RSBA and Associates, which provides advisory services to companies operating hotels. The appointment was approved with a unanimous vote. The board also unanimously approved Supervisor McGoldrick's resolution urging the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency not to renew any advertising contracts that permit window covering advertisements on SFMTA passenger vehicles. The board also weighed in on Supervisor Peskin's resolution declaring official city policy opposing the construction of a large hotel and museum facility in the Presidio and Supervisor Alioto Pierce's resolution supporting the location of a proposed contemporary art museum in the city and county of San Francisco. And there was a real opinion, <laughs> a very strong one, uh, that this particular project did not fit this particular place, uh, the size of uh, the, the, the museum itself and the location just really contradicted the feeling from the task force was that it really contradicted uh, the Presidio itself. Supervisor Peskin's resolution was continued and Supervisor Alioto Pierre's resolution was referred to committee. Colleagues, the man, the myth, the legend, our friend, at his last board meeting after almost a decade and a half, the longest serving member of this body that will ever exist. Finally, the board honored Supervisor Tom Amiano who will soon begin serving in the California State Assembly. Because of term limits, Supervisor Amiano served on the Board of Supervisors for longer than any other recent supervisor. Tom Amiano uh, was a voice in the wilderness. He was sometimes joined by one or two of his colleagues, but by sheer tenacity and force of will, he did things that today are commonplace, um, whether it was living wage when that was not popular, whether it was domestic partnership benefits when that was not popular. Um, the list goes on and on. Now look at the mayor's activities this week. On Tuesday, Mayor Gavin Newsom joined Alaskan Mayors and Oceana, the largest international non-government organization focused on ocean conservation, in petitioning the federal government to establish comprehensive regulations for greenhouse gas emissions under the Clean Air Act. It's time for real action. It's time to move away from planning. It's time for moving away uh, from the obvious uh, organization around uh, the challenge. We need to actually begin to manifest uh, the change by taking specific actions, specific steps. No more powerful way to do that from my perspective than getting the EPA to do its job, which has not been, candidly, very easy in the last eight or so years. Mayor Gavin Newsom explained coastal communities around the globe, including San Francisco, could be harmed by rising sea levels and ocean temperatures. In response, we're joining with other coastal cities in asking the EPA to regulate greenhouse gases and move forward with this new blueprint for progress. Next up is the SFGTV community calendar. 
December 2nd is the first Tuesday of the month, and that means there's free museum admission at the Asian Art Museum, SFMOMA, and the De Young Museum. December 3rd is the first Wednesday of the month, and that means admission to the zoo is free for San Francisco residents only. Please show proof of residency through a valid driver's license, ID card, or utility phone or other local bill delivered to your home address. San Francisco Zoo is located on the Great Highway between Skyline and Slope, next to the Pacific Ocean. On December 3rd, from 12 to 1 p.m., there's a brown bag presentation transforming Mission District sidewalks into a connected series of gardens. It's at the San Francisco Department of the Environment Eco Center, located at 11 Grove Street. Amber Hasselbring will discuss the Mission Greenbelt, a project to transform sidewalks along part of the Mission District into a series of public gardens stretching from Dolores Park and Franklin Square. For more info, call Nellie Sun at 355-3703. Thursday, December 4th, there's a performance of A Christmas Carol in the Main Library Children's Storytelling Room. The Main Library is located at 100 Larkin Street. It's from 10:30 to 11:30 a.m. for kids ages eight and up. Actor Martin Harris plays Charles Dickens in a dramatic reading of an abridged version of the beloved story. On December 6th, check out the 18th annual Union Street Fantasy of Lights. It's a holiday celebration on Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. Come and enjoy street entertainment, including jugglers, face painters, Santa's reindeer, meet the Snow Queen, kids' activities, carolers, and much more. Santa arrives at 5 p.m. at the Cudworth Mansion, 2040 Union Street, and kids can visit with Santa and have their picture taken for free until 7 p.m. You can donate toys for needy children through the SF Firefighters Toy Program. Collection barrels will be on site that night and remain at specific locations on Union Street throughout the holiday season for donations of new toys. For more info, go to sresproductions.com. Then on Sunday, December 7th, at the main library in the Coret Auditorium, it's Christmas Time Spirituals: Songs of Promise and Hope. This event will focus on Negro spirituals that were inspired by slavery and the Christmas story. Songs that have long given hope and promise. Led by educator Laralyn Davis, the audience will listen to and sing versions of these songs that artists have performed over time. It's co-sponsored by the African American Center. It's from 2 to 4 p.m. And that's this week's SFGTV community calendar. That's all we have for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to www.sfgov.org/bos.